let's start with a content notification, shall we? The Queer Conjure podcast is about queer people, trans people, witches, marginalized communities that have suffered harm. We're going to talk about that stuff. It's going to be a bit shadowy. We're also going to talk about really joyful stuff that some people might consider offensive, like disobeying the state, like having really amazing sex. So if that doesn't sound like what you want to listen to right now, I invite you to go to another podcast. And if it is something you want to listen to right now, buckle up, babies, because here we go. Hello, hello, baby cakes. Welcome to the Queer Conjure podcast. Queerconjure.org is queering the path towards magical liberation. We place the T at the beginning of the acronym. We become inspired by witnessing other trans and queer folk fully living their whole self and diligently care for our community using magical practices and equitable principles. I am Jasper Joy. My pronouns are they, he. I am a genderqueer witch, a tarot scholar, community chemist, Venusian writer, and elder babe. My work is defined by open-hearted ethics, neurodivergent experiences, and a blatant disrespect for the state. Please consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash queerconjure. It's because of Patreon supporters that I'm managing to get this project off the ground. If you think somebody you know would like this podcast, please do share it with them. And if you have a couple extra minutes, I would love a rating and a review. It is really crowded out here in podcast land, and I'm just getting this started. So your support makes such a difference. Blessed be. Hey, so I'm pretty proud of this podcast, and I'm really proud of how far Ava and I have come in our creative processes, our learning curves, the quality that we're putting out into the world. That being said, you might notice that this next segment's audio leaves something to be desired. It could be clearer, it could be cleaner, it could be edited a little differently, In order to do that, though, we need more money. If you are someone who really likes the concept of this show and the content that we've put out so far, if you feel like you would like to back us up, support us, see us, raise the quality of this show even more, please do join us at patreon.com slash queerconjure. We really only need about 50 more bucks to get the software we want to make this show even better. Yeah. Support us if you can. Keep listening if you can't. We love you either way. I got this deck for my birthday. The Be With Your Body Tarot. Gosh, I'm so excited to see it. That already sounds really lovely. Yeah. So it has this really beautiful gold edging to it that I'm really into. But yeah, Be With Your Body Tarot. 
have a pain flare that I've been struggling with the last couple of days. And I have fibromyalgia and kind of what that means for me is like, if I'm stressed, it's painful. Mm. <laughs> and I know that stress is painful for everybody, but mine kind of shows up as like, all of my joints become inflamed and my like, just everything kind of hurts. Yeah, your body's like, no, no, <laughs> we don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. So I thought pulling from the be your be with your body tarot. Who made this deck, by the way? Written by Sarah Jane Chapman. Card illustrations and guidebook by Sarah Streis. S T R E S E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But the suits are feet, hips, hands, and eyes. Oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah. Which feet, I'm guessing, is pentacles. Yeah. Hips, cups. Hands. Oh, that would make sense. I don't know. Uh, does it even say? Yeah, feet, it definitely makes sense to me, would be pentacles because you're, yeah, feet, earth. The suit of feet is connected to the element of earth. It represents your physical body. Mm. Hips are water. Yeah, so cups. The suit of hips is the water elements and connected to the sacral chakra. It represents how you feel emotionally about your body mm. and how you connect to others. Hands mm. is fire, so that would be wands. The suit of wands is the fire element and connected to the solar plexus and heart. This is your drive and spark around your body and your life. And then eyes are air, which is swords. Mm -hmm. So the suit of eyes uses the element of air and is connected to the throat, third eye and crown. This represents how you think and talk about your body. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I feel like that's, that gives you such good like imagery for people who it's not as easy to make associations with like elements and how you relate to them. But just yeah. like the body, that's great. I really love that a lot. And it gives me like a different perspective. I'm excited to see what art is called. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should note too that this, this deck uses the word chakras and that's not a word that I typically use in my practice because it doesn't belong to my culture or my tradition so but it is a part of this deck so yeah what if I pull one for you and one for me Ooh, okay okay so for you we've got the four of feet mm. and they're really simple illustrations which is one of the reasons I really like the deck I really like decks that are beautiful yet simple Mm. Oh, also the back of the card has mushrooms on it. <laughs> Love. Mushrooms so and fern leaves. And I think probably those are roots. And there's probably four different plants on here that represent the four different things. I should look into it. Mm. Yeah, four of feet. Mm. It's four feet stuck in the mud with cattails. And it means taking time to be yourself when you have limited resources. Mm. 
you might feel like you don't want to share your body or energy with anyone. Sometimes you feel at capacity with energy and resources, like you have nothing to give anyone else. This is a normal part of healing. Make sure you are receiving help when you need it. Taking time to reconnect and center is a necessity for you these days. And then it comes with an affirmation, which is, I seek out the nourishment I need to receive more space. Hmm. I seek out the nourishment I need to receive more space. Yeah. Ooh, I feel like I've been in that energy for so long. I definitely, that's like my, like, the, the way that I like protect myself is to isolate myself. So yeah, I really understand that. And I just appreciate when, when the world reflects that back to me in a way that's like, and you, and you're doing it to soothe and care for yourself. Like, it's not yeah. that you're like, what the heck are you doing? Get out and talk to people. It's like, <laughs> you care for yourself. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think with neurodivergence as well, taking space is important because it slows down the sensory input. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really matters for regulating the body. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's a practice to like learn how to be in connection and also like understand how to regulate your body, understand what you can take sensory, sensory wise while connecting and figuring out that balance. Like I think mm-hmm. that's important for me is like, I tend to go like all in or like retreat completely because it's been hard to find that like space where I I don't feel constantly overwhelmed but I also feel in connection to others (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it's a delicate practice for sure yeah do you like putting your feet in the mud oh my gosh I so do and I've been (laughs) doing that a lot recently I recently started a garden in my backyard and I'm like growing fruits and veggies and I'm just and nothing makes me more happy because they just uh, they understand you know and like they receive uh-huh. your life so directly and it's such a simple like transaction I feel like and just like relation like you care for them they grow and they give you fruit and then it's just like you you just ah there's no like wrong I feel like there's always just like learning yeah mm-hmm uh yeah gardens gardens and toad it's really good mm. I had a bunch of slugs in my garden yesterday after the rain and I was just crouched down watching them and I was like I today I just cannot find it within myself to kill you or remove you I'm gonna regret it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was kind of a lesson in stillness and consequences <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting too how like those little silly little slimy guys are like the they want to eat your veggies the most. <laughs> and yeah. they're just so like I don't know, like I look at them and I'm like, you're like the purest form of creation. You're just like a little snot and yeah. veggies. And like, how am I supposed to stop you from that? You little <laughs> snot. <laughs> yeah. Recently though, I've got 
like these little pellets of wool that expand with water that they really don't like. So I'd look into that. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, yeah. just wool. So it's like very natural and nobody had to get hurt to have it. So. Okay. Yeah, I might look into that. Yeah, I'm not overly fond of my regular slug slaughter. <laughs> so I will look into that for sure. Okay, so my card is the page of hips. It's got a little sea turtle on it, which I think is really cute. The page of hips. And I like that it's a very big belly person. Okay. Hips, 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 hips. The page of hips is, I'm just going to, I'm going to change a couple of these words. <laughs> it's a big belly person sitting with their arms raised among seaweed. This is for creation and possibility. Page of Hips is about creation, whether you are making art, music, a garden, a baby, an idea. This card is a seed where incredible things will grow. This is that phase of creation where there is excitement, joy, and the possibilities of what is to come. Enjoy the joy and nurture whatever will grow. And the affirmation is, with nurturing and patience, my creation will grow. On garden theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you I, this, but the, the theme of slowness does not quit with showing up in these different, like very important and beautiful ways. I know, I know. And I've been thinking about it so much because 2013 is the year of the chariot mm. and we you know we discussed this at the beginning of the year how like at first glance has this like full steam ahead victorious warrior kind of energy but then you look at it some more and you realize the chariot isn't even moving like <laughs> at least in the Pamela Coleman Smith art yeah and that's been a lot, that's been a good way to describe a lot of my experience of 2013 so far. Is 2023. What did I say? 2013. Oh, okay. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> I um, love the other word. 20 <laughs> yeah, the slowness of creation, the slowness of boundaries, the slowness of possibility can be really fucking annoying sometimes. <laughs> Especially when you're low on resources, because mm. everything feels urgent. And I think that's where the tension of stress comes in. Everything feels urgent. Like there's water washing away entire areas of residency and there's fires and there's all, you know, like nature is like really fucking urgent right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and at, what keeps coming to mind is like under a capitalistic mindset it all feels like it's your fault like it all feels like it's the individual's fault like and never there's there is there is like less of a instinct to be like how can the community come together and like how how is this a mm. issue and like how is this something that we all need to like 
team up together to work on like a thing especially when you're low on resources and you have this like idea of like I need like I I need to make rent I, I need to have a job to make rent and there's like there's all the pressure on you and people around you are like mm, get a job and it's like where did the instinct go and it still exists in places that aren't as like western and colonized that <laughs> so like to not like come in for each other and help each other and team work to like get, like figure out how to to figure it out together rather than say like yeah dude figure it out can't believe you're not there yet <laughs> you know yeah mm. what comes up for me is that piece of like connection that piece where like the urgency the urgency the running around like how do I take care of me you know I have to do something if we can slow down and go back to community which doesn't always seem it's not always a transparent answer it's not always an easy answer so that might be a good question to leave with listeners is how do we slow down enough to connect with community? And also, what does it mean to take care of ourselves in order to take care of community? For example, I went to bed at 8.30 p.m. last night so I could wake up at 5 a.m. and talk to you. And that meant that I had to not do a lot of things. And I just laid in bed for a long time thinking and usually I don't go to bed till I'm fucking exhausted mm. yeah so it was a very small discipline and connection but I think it's a start yeah absolutely what does slowing down to connect look like for you do you think yeah I think I've been talking to a lot of people about this recently because I've I've made some acquaintances who are in university or and I'm living like basically in the city of London, technically in the city of London, but like not, it's not city city vibes, but you could just hear the train. <laughs> but it, what I've noticed is that like, and what I've talked about a lot with other people is that there is, you have to like schedule to meet up with somebody. And by the time you meet up with them, it's like, you didn't want to do it naturally. So it's like this, like, okay, we have to like converse now. It's like, I have an hour to like, be your friend okay now I'm gonna go back to do this thing and this thing this thing and it's like yeah I, I think that that's something that that is like a huge collective I guess like query is like it's how, a query it is a query so yeah how do we how do we balance the way like on the because I, like I know it's, it's really my brain keeps going like it's capitalism's fault <laughs> and like yeah. that doesn't help anything <laughs> because it's like you know we're in the system and I believe that we're moving out of the system but how do we fill the gap like how do we find that balance in the in-between mm. that's something I don't really have an answer for but you know I something a small practice that I've been doing that I feel like is relates to this is like I get very like stupid stupid when I like mess up on something like socially or like don't feel like I'm being authentic or like connecting the way I want to 
And mm. a practice I've been having is to just like imagine in those moments, like giving myself a bath and like using like a sugar scrub and like relax oh. and just having that image come up. And the more I have that practice, the more that's what comes up when I feel stressed. Like I think to soothe myself rather than to think that I interacted in a way that was uncomfortable and like or created a problem anyway. Mm. And I feel like that's a, it's just a small like image that is a, a self-soothing that allows me to be in community better. It's not it's not about me, you know. It's not it's about mm. all of us. Yeah. I love that. It reminds me of that phrase, find the strength to do both. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, it can feel really frustrating. You're like, okay, I have one hour to connect with a friend right now and that doesn't feel like enough and it feels too rushed. And also like, it's what I have access to right now. Mm. Can I read you this little thing from Becky Chambers' book? The a prayer for the crown shy so have you read becky chambers at all i don't think so the first book is called a psalm for the wild built mm. and it's about a tea monk and a robot and it's the cutest thing and it's like it's like the world recreated after we finally learned all of our mistakes from destroying this one mm -hmm. but the the tea monk on their wagon they have a phrase find the strength to do both mm. painted on it and then this book um it goes into that a little bit more as we are the work of the parents we do the work of the children Without use of constructs, you will, un you will unravel few mysteries. Without knowledge of mysteries, your constructs will fail. Find the strength to pursue both, for these are our prayers. And to that end, welcome comfort, for without it, you cannot stay strong. I, and that part, to that end, welcome comfort, for without it, you cannot stay strong is one of the reasons that joy and pleasure is like a founding principle of mine mm. because without those, we're not gonna continue doing the hard shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a card I pulled earlier this week. I recently got an Adventure Time tarot deck I love so much. It's so Adventure good. <laughs> tarot deck. That's adorable. Oh, so good. It's by Catherine Hilliard. It's unofficial, but it's so good. And it's just really, but anyways, I pulled the Knight of Wands in that deck, which is the Huntress Wizard. And she has this line in Adventure Time. She goes, which is it? Yeah, ten or tough meat doesn't get eat. So she like wants to be tough so that she doesn't get wounded by things around her. And uh -huh she puts off her, like, she has this, like, soul journey, and she, like, keep putting it off, but, like, you find out, that says that her soul journey is to, like, basically find love, and she finds love, and she's, like, two magnificent beasts can't be together, it doesn't work in the wild, okay, bye, and, like, 
just oh wow ever like needing what what she feels like she's supposed to do because of her like fears about being too soft mm. and also this whole conversation is like the epitome of queerness because it's like you can't be you can't be one of the binary <laughs> yeah you have I mean finding space for all to exist in some way or another is like so important and so foundational to to feeling fulfilled in my perspective yeah that's fucking deep and gorgeous coming from a cartoon that is really weird <laughs> I love that about Adventure Time yeah I could go on and on about Adventure Time <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. One of I love that you said this is a queer conversation because this morning in my journal I wrote to queer is to reclaim from conformity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you brought in like adventure time and soft tissue and I just this is a great this is a great way to start the day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for waking up with me. Yeah. I'm wondering if you wanted to talk about Unfurling Tarot at all. Unfurling Tarot? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We had talked about talking about our favorite parts of the workbook and like what we have to learn about it. Right. Unfurling Tarot. What is my favorite part about it? My favorite part is still the fact that I was able to hand you all of these scraps and notes and like half-assed documents that I've created over the years. And you made it look really like that simple beauty again that I am so interested in. The way that you formatted the workbook is my favorite, my favorite part. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's definitely working with you has really um, enlightened me to like what some of my like superpowers are. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because that's something that like I see all of these different little things and I immediately see how they like, all can become one. And it brings me so much joy to like to manifest that. Mm. Uh, which also brings me to like my favorite part, which I've mentioned you so many times, is like when I was first learning about tarot and, and realizing my ancestry has been using tarot for forever and like I inherited my great aunt's tarot deck. I was like trying to gather all the information I possibly could, but it was like, it seemed like it was all in the, behind these little firewalls. Like it seemed like it was so <laughs> hidden and like, no like you have to be a millionaire to understand <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so it was also just so fulfilling like on one side because I love being able to show how I can like gather all these different perspectives and show how they're one but also because that's exactly what I needed when I first started looking into tarot and like mm -hmm. my ancestry and I'm just like so happy that it exists now and like to be able to offer people something where they can not only learn tarot, but rework it from the very start so that they aren't like immediately put off by gender roles or hierarchical roles. And mm. they can understand that there's a space for people 
in the tarot community who don't adhere to those roles. Yeah. Yeah, that is one of the things I love about the tarot community right now in this time. Like tarot is in its golden age of queerness. Mm. And I love that. Mm. Yeah, I I think that the unfurling tarot workbook has really changed how I teach tarot, even though I've been teaching the same class for a really long time. Mm. And the thing that I've realized is because of the ways we've organized and explained, like if tarot were books, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like what kind of a book would it be? Mm-hmm. And like if the numbers are chapters of a narrative arc, what would look that look like? And you know, these aren't ideas that are original to me. They're ideas that I've picked up and rec- resonated with over the last. I don't know. I've been reading tarot since I was six, but I think I started formally studying when I was in my teens. Formerly? Formally. <laughs> I've formally studied in my teens. But since we've started teaching specifically from the workbook instead of all of my wild notes is a lot of people being like, oh, I've never had it explained that way before. That makes so much sense. And there's a, there's a lot of delight in that because the whole point of Unfurling Tarot for me is to make it as accessible as possible and not like anybody can read the tarot kind of a way, but like considering where learning disabilities come in, neurodivergence comes in, queerness comes in, like harm that could have been caused by creation of the tarot comes in, that kind of stuff. And find a way to make it really gentle. And yeah, I guess the word accessible just keeps coming to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Like. that's one of the reasons like I left college halfway through is because I was like I started to realize how much constraint I was putting on myself to be able to learn like how a lot of like school systems expect you to learn like there's like Mm -hmm. one or two ways they're like this is how everybody learns and it's just not the truth (laughs) and finding that space where you are honored where you're at and it's not that you have to adapt in order to to do anything. It's like you have abilities and strength and so much like knowledge just because you are. Yeah, I, and I I love that people like get to experience that and and feel that like oh I get it moment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, and I hope to. Also- you go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I hope to learn more ways in which we can continue to do that for future workbooks. Like, I, I want to know more <laughs> if there's any other yeah. ways that we feel like it be more accessible. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, this is Ava. My pronouns are they, she, and he, and I'm Queer Conjure's conduit of organization, amongst other things. I specialize in anchoring ideas into fully-fledged works. You can find out more about my offerings and see if we can make a good fit at the Queer Conjure website under about us at queerconjure.org and book a free 30-minute consultation. Bye! I have something to tell you. I am a book nerd (laughs) and a bit of an anarchist. You might have noticed already, and that is why I am so deeply honored to be an affiliate of Firestorm Books. Firestorm Books is a collectively owned radical bookstore and community event space in Asheville, North Carolina. Since 2008, Firestorm Books has supported grassroots movements in Southern Appalachia while developing a workplace on the basis of cooperation, empowerment, and equity. If you go to queerconjure.org and on the upper menu bar, there's a link labeled books. You just click that link to browse a list of my Jasper favorite books. Anything you purchase through that link will return 10% back to me to support the creation of this podcast. So say you buy a book for $30, Firestorm sends me $3. Firestorm's mission is to demonstrate the feasibility and desirability of a workplace based on free cooperation. They seek to sustain and nourish their collective through fulfilling work, personal empowerment, and equitable compensation while providing a hub for anarchist thought and culture in WNC. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about Raven and Crone. Raven and Crone is my personal one-stop shop for all of my witchcraft needs. Their shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magical practitioners and crafts persons. (laughs) Say that with a lisp. With an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious and affordably priced, which is great because I don't always have that much money. Raven and Crone is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Raven and Crone is where I, Jasper, facilitate meditations and teach Tarot 101. The link is in the show notes. This has been another fabulous episode of the Queer Conjure podcast, produced by Jasper and edited by Ava. Our theme music is by Mother Marrow. 
Our interviews and conversations are recorded via Zoom and published through Podcasters Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and find out more at queerconjure.org. Blessed be. Mwah.